just like that, we're back with everyone's favorite podcast, The A to Z Show. Oh, wow, that was some like excitement in that. Look I know. You. I'm excited to be back. Take a little time off. You get your uh, fire back That's in That's right. It's fantastic. America's sweetheart, Andrew over here, joined by the Z to the A. America's favorite failed comedian, Zach. Yeah. Right over here. Friends, getting together, You're shooting the, the shit. I'm the fucking jacks to your dukes, buddy. Talk about topics. I want to get dukes. to some topics. Who's dukes in our relationship? Is it me or you? Like Frank Dukes? Yeah, obviously. For like mm. Bloodsport. One of us has to be Jax, one of us yeah. has to be Dukes. So I mean, who is it? You're probably Dukes. Think I'm Dukes? Yeah. That is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I mean, we're going to have sex now, right? I mean, I'm thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I make Emma call me whenever we're having sex. So. Oh, okay. Does she make you do the splits like he did? No, but I try. Oh, okay. And then I get winded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wants to tie it to a tree like he did. <laughs> you, must, you must be able to meditate through the pain. <laughs> Uh, no thanks. I'll just, I'll just tap out there. That's why I picked Jackson. All I got to do is drink beer and headbutt people. I could do that. It's true. It's the best fucking life ever. <laughs> Jackson's the best. Uh, I love blood sport. That was so fun to bring that to our friends' attention. I think so. Never it's seen. a good opener too. I think it really oh, yeah, you know, set the mood for the day. Kind of loosen everybody up. It's just like blood sport is such a fun like great cheesy campy mm. 80s action movie with that with, that has like really good fight scenes in it right. too like there was legit martial artists there yeah and like 15 percent of a story so you don't really have to pay attention yeah just, no. I mean, it's a fighting tournament okay no, no, yeah. we're good <laughs> that's a movie that knew what it was it was like let's just get this fucking bullshit story out of the way real Absolutely. quickly and then we'll get to like you know dudes kicking each other in the teeth it's yeah. gonna be badass what's that we got to get to 86 minutes okay we'll throw a couple of chase scenes around the city in here <laughs> we're gonna walk through this hallway for 45 <laughs> minutes and then we'll get back to these head kicks <laughs> we need more alleyway <laughs> just a couple more alleyways and then we'll go back to the head kicking it'll be awesome <sighs> what a movie jcvd man absolutely john claude van damme does not get the respect he deserves he really doesn't as you mentioned, it was a tough choice for me going between that or Kickboxer. Like, they're they're both you know they're so both one A. They really are just up there on like top tier shit. Mm-hmm. Kickboxer's badass. Oh yeah, that final fight with the glass. Oh my god, right? Yeah, that's so good. I love it. Plus, you just always look like a badass when you can do the splits. Yeah, basically. And I, I just like the fact that's like that's Jean Claude's thing now. Like that's what everybody knew, like knew him as. We mm-hmm. just like did the splits in every movie, and it somehow worked. multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> and then it fucking like Johnny Cage has it now. It's just like fight. It's one of his moves in Mortal Kombat. He does the splits and jacks you in the nuts. Which is ironic since he was in Street Fighter. I know, right? Johnny Cage is the man. I don't give. That's who I always play as. Always. I mean, not always, but for the most part, yeah. Hmm. That's who I want to be is Johnny Cage. Okay. Like if I had to pick one fighter in, uh, in Mortal Kombat to be, it would be Johnny Cage. If I had to pick one of the combatants, spell with a K, it's Johnny Cage. Spell with a C, ironically. It's, it's almost kind of lame. Like he's, he's like, you know, the only like bland human. No, but that's what makes him so cool is that like he doesn't need all those fucking... Although they did give him special powers there. Oh, like do they? Mortal Kombat like X. Okay, I never really played past six or seven i think it's like mortal kombat actually find out that he has like some kind of weird powers where he's descended from like a central american warrior race or something like that and so he can use this like amulet and sort of teleport semi it doesn't come back up very often but it is like a thing Hmm. he's just awesome he's like a badass 
Hollywood superstar who was really good at fighting, then he joins the military and fucking takes down assholes. And fucking wears his sunglasses and gets his name tattooed across his abs because he's a badass. <laughs> they still refuse to add Ash into the Mortal Kombat 11. So. <sighs> fucking if they ever finally do that, I will, I will check it out. Fucking haters. <laughs> I haven't, like, I mean, I played Mortal Kombat X. I didn't pay for it but it was like free on playstation or something like or it was like 10 bucks or something like that okay and i was like well i'm gonna grab that obviously i'm not an asshole i haven't played the newest one yet yeah 11 but they got some good shit on there you get to play as like spawn and shit like that yeah it's kind of fun aaron black's kind of cool too i don't even know him he's one of the newer characters they put he's like a gunslinger kind of guy who's like just a human who's like a bounty hunter and he goes and lives in N-World or whatever the fuck. Uh, N-Word? N-Realm or whatever the fuck Oh, N-Realm. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, he lives inside Edward's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's like a bounty hunter and he like fucking kills people and shit. Like it's, it's kind of, I mean, he's got a badass too. Who would you pick? Who would be your Mortal Kombat character you would want to be? Jax was always pretty cool. Jax is pretty badass. Like, it would hurt like hell losing your arms, but having metal arms would be pretty sweet. It's, like, totally worth it, though, right? Like I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely an upgrade all around, right? It's, it's going to hurt for a little bit, but then yeah. it's like, the, now you're, like, this badass, like, metal arm jack dude. Right. You just fucking destroy shit when you want to. Yeah. Creating shockwaves out of him, or, you know, whatever it's, he does. It's the same thing as, like, RoboCop, where you're like, yeah, I mean, it sucks to get blown apart for, uh, like, five and a half minutes, but then I get to be this badass. <laughs> it like, really does go on forever. <clears throat> it's the best thing ever. I love that movie so much. But, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, that that sucks, obviously. Yeah. But then now you're this, like, fucking badass robotic cyborg justice machine, and you're shooting rapists in the dick and fucking throwing dudes through windows and shit. Like, kind of worth it. Like, it, it, it sucks for, you know, 45 minutes or so. I mean, really, you'd probably go into shock after, like, two and a half minutes of that scene anyway. That's true. So you're not going to feel the rest of it. You just get to wake up as a badass, like cyborg justice dispenser so. you also you also have to lose your wife and son though the, the emotional baggage is gonna weigh on you i don't have a kid so that's fine <laughs> yet me and emma have already talked about this anyway oh, okay and that uh she's gonna leave you when you turn into a robot so no it's just that she's not allowed to try to stop me from being involved in some kind of like experiment to make me a cyborg badass oh, okay because we watched um she's obviously seen the first robocop because i watched that movie like every three weeks just to be safe. Yeah, well, I mean, here on the A to Z show, that's the only RoboCop we acknowledge in existence. It's true. But me and her watched the remake, like, years back, when oh, that yeah. kind of first came out, and that was just a bottle I, of I horse piss. I stayed far away from that. Yeah. That was a bottle of horse piss in your face. And it, they had the thing with, like, the wife being like, I don't know what you're doing to my husband. I don't want this to happen. And, like, I turned to her, and I was like, look, we're going we're gonna to get married, right? If this shit ever happens, and somebody comes up to you like, hey, we're going to turn him into like this badass cyborg killing machine, you're not allowed to say no. You have to say yes at all fucking times. Just Sign all the waivers. I'll fucking put it in my goddamn will. Like, please use me for military experimentation and turn me into a fucking cyborg uh, assassin badass cop thing. I'm fine with that. All of it is cool. Now it's out there, too, on the podcast, so there's, yeah. there's evidence. Yeah, so no one can ever fight it. Be even better when like it happens. Then I come back and still podcast. Ooh! <laughs> you just talk about my kill count. <laughs> so many dudes I shot in the dick today, bro. I mean, you had to go through the whole like internal fight of freeing your own mind and getting your free will back, right? But you can do that. That's you basically fine. do that on drugs every day. So. That is true. 
But then it'll just be really funny because then I probably won't lose like the way I talk. So I'll just be like this giant robot. It's like, dead or alive, fuckface, you're coming with me, you fucking nerd. Get in the car or I'll fuck your mother with my robo dick. And I just put like a fake robo dick on me. Make it go like a phone on vibrate. Okay. Be badass. You do you also have a real robo dick? Why did you specify it was going to be a fake one? I don't know. Huh. I, I, I guess it's on them if I have a robo dick or not. I'd prefer to keep a robo dick. Okay. Or just download some kind of file that I can jack into my brain and just give me an orgasm. I mean, that'd be cool, too. I mean, that's basically all you need, yeah. yeah a sweet-ass cyberpunk future that we're living in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't think about things like this? Am I the only one? Mm, I think it's just you. Okay. We'll maybe, see. Maybe. Audience, if, yeah, if you have also these thoughts, go ahead and reach out to us. I mean, maybe I, I watched too many movies, but anything like that where it's like, yeah, we have to you know sacrifice him to the gods and he needs to have all the power conduit or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, make make me the badass motherfucker. Like, I'm fine with that, 100%. You're like 50-50 to turn into the villain at some point, though, too. I'll be fine. I'm only going to be the villain if you're, like, trying to stop people from drinking or, you know, trying to be cool. If you're, like, a total corporate square, and you're like, oh, we need all this rock music isn't my bag. We need to have more softness in the world and... Put some flowers. I'll shoot a flower right in your fucking mouth mm. with my giant fifty caliber pistol that he has. And then would it like bloom as it yeah. does? The, yeah. Then I'll spin it. <laughs> it'll it'll be like that like Kent State picture where they put the flower oh. in the rifle barrel and then mm-hmm. I'll shoot a bunch of college kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you were offended by that, talk to your local government because it wasn't my idea to shoot those kids. I wasn't alive. Or were you? Yeah, I was the comedian from the Watchmen future. It. That's what it was. I've, it only took 62 episodes. We finally like, got it out of you. We finally know. Everybody thought I was Rorschach because I was the comedian. That is, though, like, some some people have their things about the, the Watchmen movie. And it does have things that it could have improved on. And I haven't watched the show yet. Yeah, I still haven't either. All of the advertisement for the show kind of turned me off of it. Initially, you were into it, though. Yeah, but then, like, they You're started... You're the one that made me watch the trailer. On this exact show. Yeah, and then so. they started changing the advertisements, and it, like, turned into, like, this, like, race war thing where, like, there were people who were, like, followers of Rorschach, and they became, like, white supremacists and shit like that. And I'm like, yeah. there's no need to add that into the... There's there's already enough, like, divide in the Watchmen universe. You don't have to add in, like, these guys are trying to be Nazis and shit like that. <laughs> like, I, I... And then maybe the show's not like that. Maybe they were just trying to, like, you know, heavy-handedly advertise something. Maybe, yeah. So I'll I'll have to give it a shot at some point, but it eventually it's only ten episodes. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I I still I still need to finish uh, the preacher TV show because I watched the first season and then like didn't have access to it for a while. Oh yeah. So kind of fell behind on it, but I mean, preacher's one of my favorite comics of all time. Pretty sure they're on Hulu now. So I think you're right. I just need to watch it soon. I don't know if I actually finished that comic series. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I know I borrowed some from you, but I don't know if I made it all the way through or not. Yeah, I had the first... I don't have the full series. Okay, maybe that's it then. Yeah, I had the first four trade hardcovers. Okay. Which is about a little over halfway. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's probably about what I read. But they're on the DC Universe, so... Oh, are they? Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah, because whenever they switched everything around, they they put uh, Preacher on there. Okay, remember how like it's it's switched that's right, and now that's it's right, like yeah. it's DC Ultimate or whatever the fuck. Yeah, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah, because I was all happy because I'm like, oh fuck, I got I, I was already paying for that shit, dog. I don't give, a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> give me those extra comics, hell yeah. But if I start, then you're gonna lose your place. 
I was fine. Okay. I think I started at the beginning anyway, because there was like a slow day at work, and I'm like, I'm going to read Preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Sat there and read Preacher for four hours. I was like, I'm shocked that I'm not fired yet. But yeah, no, we had a pretty good uh, weekend last week there. Yeah. Had a nice celebration for your 97th birthday. It was nice. My, or what is it from Lord of the Rings? Yours, your 111th birthday or the uh, fucking 111st, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a great time. We watched some movies. Yeah. Played was, a little bit of rock band. You had a little bit of rock band. Bit. Not much, but we did get some. I had to tap out of that, sadly, because my uh, allergies have been fucking with me. It's making me gaggy. Mm, whatever. Which, I mean, I felt like a prick. You just didn't want to rock. Because you're a narc. Because you're fucking square. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we watched a marathon of movies. Yep. Chosen so, all by my you. favorites, yeah. Go ahead and list them. Uh, we started with Bloodsport, as mentioned earlier. Rotated that into Evil Dead 2. And uh, for the main event, we had Jaws. And then kind of a little dessert out there in the Starship Troopers. Always a good one. I felt like it. Not as many people down here for that one. But I think the ones that were here liked it, so... Oh, yeah. I just, I fucking love Starship Troopers. It's such a fun movie to me. I've watched it. There's something about it. I don't know. It, it, like, it, it's, it's not a good movie. It's, it's it, not really very well acted. The story's kind of okay, but I it's, don't know. It's just it's something the, about it. It's the perfect, like, spoof satire film ever, though. Yeah. It's so great at that. And I was honestly surprised. It's the first time I'd seen it in probably seven years, and, like, the CGI still really holds up. Yeah, it really does. I don't know how they pulled that off. I'm not sure either. Because it's not like they were not relying on the CGI a lot or anything, but like the fucking bugs are all CGI. And oh, shit. yeah, absolutely. 100%. Because, like, usually that's how movies get away with it. Like, you didn't rely on the CGI, you still use mm. practical. Yeah, you uh, blended. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, somehow it still holds up. I don't yeah. know if it's, if it's just the way it's edited to where you don't stare at the effects too long, so you don't really get a chance to be like, wow, this looks like fucking Play Doh. This is shit. Yeah, it could <laughs> like, be. But, yeah, it's uh, pretty unique, though. Yeah. For a 24-year-old movie, so... Right? I'm really glad they haven't tried to remake that at all, because there's no fucking way they could. Like, that would be... Yeah. Well, I mean, they did try to continue it. Like, I've heard those sequels are awful. I, oh, they I'm are, not even going to waste they're time fucking, on that. They are shit. They're amazingly bad. And then they tried to, like, <clears throat> save that, salvage some of it by turning it into, like, an animated movie series or something. Really? Yeah, that was, like, maybe six or seven years ago they tried that. I was unaware of that. But, yeah, I don't think they were still really good. Yeah, I mean, the original Starship Troopers is just, it's, it's it hits a note so well. Mm -hmm. It's hard to explain, but it just, it hits a note so fucking well that you just, you fucking love it. It just works. The movie just fucking works. See, now the real one I, I want to talk about real quick, though, is Jaws. Okay. Because I hadn't seen Jaws in a couple years at that point. I had seen it probably 50 fucking times. Oh, well, yeah, of course. But it had been a couple years since I'd seen it. I had also never been able to have like a theater experience with Jaws. Oh, nice. Okay. Like I've I've, I've always watched it like on my TV or something like that, you know. And no, down, definitely a treat for you then. Yeah, and like so, like down here in your basement, we've got all the you know we got the projector set up. And was was that like a, a restored version of it? Because it seemed very clean looking yeah. and everything. Was okay. yeah, that's the uh, the special edition Blu-ray from 2016. Where they went back and did a restore from the original negative of the film. Okay. Yeah, it's it's one of the best versions I've ever seen. Because I do know that, that that movie had problems with the restoration, like immediately. Anyway, mm -hmm. it was a something lot of about color like, fading. And... Yeah, with with the way they shot it, it was like color fading by the time they put it on TV. Even. Mm -hmm. But uh, so yeah, it was super clean looking, fucking great 
remaster. And um, like I said, I'd never got to see Jaws in a uh, theater oh, yeah. uh, aspect of it. And that soundtrack hits so well in the surround so sound. Good. Oh yeah, you get this fucking surround sound going. You're just like, like it. It fits so well. There are times where you're like, "Am I hearing this music, or am I just putting this in my own fucking brain?" <laughs> it seems to fit so well with it. And um, so I, I knew that was going to be a new thing for me, like seeing it in a theater like experience. So I made sure to get high beforehand. I might have gotten a little too high, mm, maybe, but. If you ask me, there's no such thing as too high. <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. And it just, it reignited my love for Jaws. Because I fucking, I've always loved that movie. Matt yeah. Hooper is one of my favorite <laughs> written movie characters ever. Yeah. Just that entire, like, Dreyfus just fucking kills it so fucking hard. <laughs> and there's something about that character that I love. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad they changed him from the book, too. Oh, my God. Are you familiar with that? I've never read the book myself. Okay, so in the book... He actually is like a huge womanizer, and he cheats on Brody's wife. Mm. There's like an affair going on in the background. There's no need so for that. So that adds even more tension whenever they go out on the orca together. Oh, that makes sense because I know, uh, like I've, I've you know I've read a lot of trivia and shit about Jaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever Dreyfus got recast back in there, because at first he turned it down and then came back for it. Right. Uh, Spielberg told him not to read the book because mm-hmm. he was like, "This is a totally different character that I've written. Don't even read the fucking book." Yeah. So. Yeah, which, like I said, I'm, I'm so glad it, that they did. So. Yeah, I, they just, I, it wouldn't have fit so well. I just love the way they fucking write Hooper. I'm just like, uh, he's he's such a, like, he's kind of knows everything and also has no idea what the fuck is going on at the yeah, same time. It's, it's perfect. This, it's this great fucking mixture of it. And he's so out of his element. Yeah, he kind of knows, like you said, like he kind of knows what he's doing, but he doesn't. So. Right, he's just like arguing the whole time just because he needs to have his voice out there mm. and shit like that. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> The fucking like he has and just the way that Quint fucks with him all the time. Right? Yes, exactly. Him and Quint going back and forth is some of the best shit ever. That one and like his like introduction whenever like fucking Brody's trying to get him to like help these guys off the boat and shit like that. He's like, <laughs> hey, you, you know those five guys you're trying to get me out of the boat? Yeah, they're all gonna be fucking dead. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Like he just leaves. <laughs> it's a tiger shark. Oh, uh, what? But, uh, Stick your head in there. Tell me that ain't a man eater. <laughs> God, what a great like! It, it's so good. It just it re inspired my fucking love of Jaws. Good. And that like I hadn't seen Jaws in a while. I had also seen the sequels to the Jaws movies, which mm-hmm. um, again, yikes, shouldn't yeah. have been made. <laughs> let's be honest here. Yeah, absolutely. That was like the first case of Hollywood getting too greedy with their shit. It's mm-hmm. like no, just let Jaws exist. Jaws was amazing. It is, in my opinion, I think it's the in terms of technical filmmaking wise, it's the perfect film. It does exactly what it should do at all times. Like, and I mean, I'm sure this is true anyway. If you're in film school, I guarantee you, you're watching Jaws to oh, learn man. like how to edit, how to shoot, how to write, shit like that. And uh, and then they made sequels for no fucking reason. Well, I mean, for the reason <laughs> well, was that yeah. that fucking movie made a shit ton of fucking money. <laughs> The movie still made money, even though they like doubled the budget halfway through. Oh yeah, and they, were like fucking ready to fire Spielberg like several times. They were like eight months late, and they doubled the budget, and that movie still made a shit ton of fucking money. Yeah, it's great. It's still one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm 
so glad I got to show it in front of a crowd. It's so good. It just it re- like a it, lot of first timers too. It's kind of nice. I was shocked to know that there was first timers. Yeah. Like, because I mean, I consider myself fairly young. Yeah. Emma's younger than me. That's about the only person in our friend group who's younger than me, really. Okay. Right. Alex. Alex is also younger than me, although not by much, though. What? Ninety-four. <laughs> so besides Emma and Alex, I'm the like, and before Emma and Alex came along and stuff like that, I was the youngest in the friend in the friend group forever. Yeah. So I was shocked to like see people who were like older than me being like, "Oh, I've never seen Jaws." I'm like, "Have you fucking never seen Jaws?" Like, did you not have basic cable growing up? They put, exactly. It's on TNT or TBS. Yeah, all they the fu- time. they they put it on AMC for like a week and a half straight. They would play Jaws every four hours. It was <laughs> it was awesome. I used yeah. to watch it Obviously, every. Yeah, fucking I would watch time. it every. <laughs> oh, it's coming on again. Okay. Was, oh yeah, that's uh, that's fine. It was like, oh, I, I can't fall asleep. Let's just turn on whatever part of Jaws they're on. But uh, yeah, it's it like technique wise or you know technically wise, it's the perfect film. Hmm. It's just, it does exactly what it should do at all times. It, if every movie was Jaws, movie reviewers would be out of a job. Yeah. Like, you would have nothing to review. You'd just be like, yeah, no, it's good. Go see it. <laughs> That's all you would say. <laughs> What's your favorite Jaws sequel, though? Uh, I think the second one, actually. Because when you get Scheider back. So. That's fair. And pretty cool uh, shark death at the end of that one, too. Yeah. With the power line. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is the power line one. Mm-hmm. one. I always liked, uh, is it Jaws 4 that's in the, like, Sea World? Uh, that's the third one, yeah. That's just, oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's the third one. Fourth one's the one they go down to Jamaica. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the shark okay. follows Brody's wife down there. To... <laughs> yeah, be, because for some reason the shark has, like, a there's, like, a mental talisman in, uh, attached to it. I they, guess. They, like, basically did the, th- the thing of the uh, the curse of Michael Myers where all of a sudden it was, like, a, it was an old Irish curse and that's yeah. why it was happening. Mm-hmm. It just took all the fun out of the movie. But, uh, yeah, no, Jaws 3, when, when they're in, like, fucking SeaWorld, is my favorite one because it's so over-the-top and stupid. <laughs> That you just like it, it's I I love unintentional comedy so much, and it is unintentionally one of the funniest goddamn movies ever. When like the fucking dolphins are banging against the wall and shit, <laughs> trying to get everybody's attention that the that the shark is eating fucking eight people or something like that. It's it's amazing because <laughs> it's just it's a study of just uh, unrealism. It can just like makes no sense whatsoever. You're like, it's not how people work. This is, none of this works in any fucking way. And it, and it's funny because it's all going off of what makes the first movie great. And that it does seem like if you watch the first when you watch the first movie, because it's edited and directed and acted so well, it does almost seem like there is a personal grudge between the sheriff. And the shark, you're like yeah. fuck, like like the shark fucking knows who he is. He's trying to toy with him and stuff like that. He's not, and that's what makes the fucking movie so great. Yeah. But then they lean oh, into you that. You see those yellow instead. barrels come barreling towards the oh, organ. It's so like, oh, God, good. He, just, he knows. He knows he's gonna. He's like, yeah, he's he knows how to take him. that ship down. But really, it's just like no. There's fucking food here, and I'm gonna mm. eat it. I'm gonna eat fucking <laughs> everything around me. I don't give a shit. But it just fucking feels that way. Because it's like the the fucking scene whenever he's like he's clearing out the shallows and he's looking for his kid. That shit still makes my heart race. That's, that's so fucking good. Oh, yeah. That's like pure chaos on screen. Like I don't know how everybody hit their marks on that so well. And 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 it does exactly what it, it's supposed to do. It puts you in like fucking Brody's shoes. You're like, oh, this fucking shark wants to go. Mm. Give me that fucking boat, son. Here we go. Give me some TNT. 
I'm gonna blow this fucking shark into the stratosphere, son. <laughs> Fuck this. You come after my kid? You come after my kid, shark? That's how you wanna play it? That's actually what would happen if they re- remade Jaws. They'd probably have a scene like that. Mm-hmm. He'd be like half drunk. Just a little look straight to the... Yeah. He'd be half drunk with his wife. Just like, he, he came after my son. This fucking shark did. I'm taking it down. I won't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was great success that day. I, I think I'm going to turn that into a tradition because... I love watching movies and watching movies with friends, so I think I'm going to do a little marathon every like, year and just go through we, some of my favorites. Can we please watch Jaws every year? Because I'm 100% down I'm for that. I'm tempted to, yeah. I mean, it's just it's so perfect. We can even make that a separate thing. It can just yeah. be like us watching okay. Jaws every year. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I might make it a fucking once a month thing. Yeah. <laughs> we Oh, we should do that. We should do a commentary track to Jaws at some point. Ooh, I like that, yeah. We've only talked about doing that with the movie. That'd be a great way to ease our feet into it because we both know the movie so well. Yeah, no shit there. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we could do that and then see what uh, see what everybody thinks from it. It's a good idea. I like that. We're gonna do hey, that. Too. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, let's go ahead and tink these. Tinked. <laughs> <laughs> you had a plastic water bottle. It didn't work out great. Yeah. You, you said tink, so it, it works. <laughs> okay. I think I think I'm done rambling. Oh yeah. Already? I think so. I do have to yeah. kind of pee. I, I mean, I can keep oh, okay. talking about Jaws. If you want to keep talking about Jaws, I can definitely do that. I mean, let's save it for the other podcast now. So. Okay, yeah. we got to fill two hours and ten minutes point. on that. So <laughs> That's going to be a four and a half hour podcast. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to keep pausing it and tell people to re- rewind. Like, no, yeah. fucking look at his face right yeah. here. Look at his fucking face, how this works. Look how good this shit yeah. is. Okay, now take it back. Look at the guy in the background. Look at this. Look, look how fucking smart it is to run it this way. Although there is one thing I want to point out really well. Okay. Spielberg, in his editing, well, he didn't edit the film. He yeah. obviously had, uh, I forget the guy who edited it. He's a really good fucking editor. Yeah, I don't remember what's talking about. But um, it was Spielberg's notes never shows land when they're out on the water, and all the shots are low angled. So it looks like you're treading water the entire time that you're watching <laughs> the movie. And that's, you don't notice it, but your fucking brain does. And that's why you get so anxious when you watch that movie, because you feel like you're treading water the whole time. You're like, there's you're a fucking shark out, out here. Yeah. It just ate Bo Derek and took her whole fucking leg off. <laughs> there's no safety anywhere. <laughs> We're fucking dead. There's nothing we can do. Blow this shark to pieces. It came after my son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real quick, though. Oh, okay. Tell me if I'm wrong here. You're wrong here. I always thought... Uh, I mean, not always, but like the first couple times I saw Jaws, I always thought it was a Stephen King book. Really? Doesn't it feel kind of Stephen Kingy, or is that is that just me? Mm, it's got a bit of a Cujo vibe to it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's taking place like northeastern, like kind of yeah, up there, because yeah. it's you know, it's it's not in the south. It's like yeah, it's, not not exactly Maine, but it is it's Massachusetts. Yeah, it's it's Massachusetts. It's called Amity. Mm. Like it, it always had kind of a Stephen King vibe to me, like almost. Cujo and it sort of rolled together. The whole town's trying to like act like it's not happening and shit like that. That's like, true too. Yeah, the way they they fight him. It always had a Stephen King vibe to me. Then then again, maybe it's because Stephen King was like the first author I ever got into, and so now anytime I see something that was well written, I'm like, that's kind of Stephen Kingy, right? Because it's like good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Dude, his new one is so good. I just finished it today. Which one is that? Later. Oh yeah. Just oh yeah. You were talking week. about that. Yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. It's very good. Nice, I'm going to check that out, so. Okay. All right, I can stop okay. sucking Jaws' dick now right. for a little bit. Do a little break, and we'll come back with some topics. Yeah, come back with some topic time. Right. Topic time. I think it's topic time. That's what it feels like, anyway. All right. First off, 
So I found your next hobby here because yeah. scientists are now creating smart OLED tattoos that can glow. Fuck yes. You talked about signing up for experimental shit. Let's yeah, sign you up for this. I'm in. What's up? Call me. <laughs> so scientists are creating, quote, smart tattoos that use the technology in TVs and phone screens to make tattoos glow. Oh. Scientists say that there are applications for glowing tattoos that go beyond just cool looks. <laughs> is there, though? That's all so, I care about is it looks cool. Unfortunately, the tattoos are temporary, and they're placed by taking the OLED tattoo paper and pressing it against the skin with a wet cloth. The smart tattoos are easily removed by scrubbing with soap and water. So it's like a temporary tattoo, but it glows mm. like, that's fucking badass. Yeah. While these tattoos will undeniably make for some great Halloween costumes and cosplay, scientists point to more practical issues that can greatly help people. When combined with other tattoo electronics, athletes can use light-emitting tattoos to detect when they are dehydrated or when they're about to get sunburned. Huh. The tattoo OLEDs that we have demonstrated for the first time can be made at scale and very cheaply, Professor Franco Cacciali, the senior author of the paper, said. They can be combined with other forms of tattoo electronics for a very wide range of possible uses. He points to medical uses for smart tattoos that make breakthroughs in the fight against cancer. Okay. In healthcare, they could emit light when there is a change in a patient's condition. Or if the tattoo was turned the other way into the skin, they could potentially be combined with light-sensitive therapies to target cancer cells. Fuck yeah. They're approximately 2.3 micrometers thick. Or as Sci-Fi Daily puts it, one four-hundredth of a millimeter. (laughs) This is fucking ridiculous. Researchers successfully used the technology to make a green light glow on glass, paper, plastic, and an orange. Nice. The tattoos can also be placed on fruit or food packaging to detect when they are expired. We we can also apparently put, like, uh, error lights on people whenever they're in the hospital now. <laughs> like like when a server goes bad and you get the little, like, flashing orange lights. <laughs> we can put that on people now. <laughs> it's kind of badass. Yeah. Though. I like it. I think so. So, yeah, I'm going to sign you up for these. How much longer until we can make it, like, a scrolling, like, LED sign on my back that mm-hmm. I can just make say whatever I want? I'm down. Just be like, go blues. Just cross my fucking back. It's badass. I love it. Something you're going to love even more. We know we already talked about the Mortal Kombat movie coming out next month. It's true. It's looking great. You know, rated R, super gory. Super excited. It's also in an interview where the director said that he tried to avoid green screen as much as possible. Good for him. When the first trailer for the upcoming movie premiered, the consensus seemed to be that it looked like an actual bloody martial arts action film. And according to director Simon McCoyd, he tried to film the movie with as little green screen as possible. I don't like too much green screen, he said. Even then, there is a bit of it in the film. You'll see some things that I just couldn't avoid, but I try and avoid it, and I try and make stuff. He says filming the movie as cinematically impossible felt right for what he wanted to do with the movie. And so this, I felt, was very privileged to have this opportunity to sort of bring these beloved characters to life and respect the material and turn it into this big movie. Up until Mortal Kombat, he was best known for his commercial work, including a series of live-action commercials for PlayStation that feature recognizable heroes from major games like Uncharted. He says this informed his desire to bring cinematic quality to a video game adaptation. Uh, I did a thing for PlayStation where there are a lot of beloved characters. I love having the opportunity to sort of being really well-known character to life, so they feel real and connected to the audience, and Mortal Kombat was just another version of that. Fucking A. He's like doing the like fucking, uh, what's the dude who made Fury Road? I can't think of his name now off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, George Miller. Yeah. He's doing like the George Miller version of Mortal Kombat. Where he's mm-hmm. like, no, we're going to do as much practical effects as we can. Oh, yeah. It's like, we can't literally tear somebody's head off, so we're going to have to green screen that, I guess. But whatever. 
McCoy had spoke about the importance of respecting the DNA of the franchise, which means that battles weren't just gory for the sake of blood, but kept with the martial arts of the franchise. The devotion to authenticity also led to an inclusive, mostly Asian cast to embody Mortal Kombat's iconic cast. Right on. It's coming out uh, next month, April 16th on HBO Max. The day before my birthday. And I got HBO Max. I know what I'm doing for my birthday. What's up? <laughs> I'm going to get high as fuck and watch this movie like six times. I don't give a fuck. That would be a perfect one to do for you. Fuck yeah. I'm excited. We should do that. Moving on to the MCU news. Spider-Man 3 officially has a title. It is Spider-Man. Yeah, it's called Spider-Man 3. I already watched it. No, no, this is so the new Spider-Man. James Franco. No, no. He, like, danced and stuff. It's pretty good. Oh, he's straight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. So we still have the home in there, you know, from uh, Homecoming. Right. Yeah, and, no, you have to do that. Yeah, Far From Home. Now it's No Way Home. No Way Home. No Way Out. It'll be released on December 17th, 2021. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's coming out this year. That kind of yep. surprises me a Fast tracking it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, apparently it's going to have some more uh, clues, uh, as well as WandaVision did to the Doctor Strange movie. So I haven't finished WandaVision yet, so don't spoil me too hard. Okay. I think that's all we'll do. So. Yeah, that should be good. I mean, like I've been liking the new Spider-Man movies a lot. Tom I mean, Holland's pretty good. There are parts of it I don't enjoy with like him just being like Iron Man Jr. That kind of irritates me, because yeah. it's like Peter Parker's his own character, and should be his own character. And I mean, I've talked about all my problems I have with the Marvel movies. We don't need to get into it again. Right. But that being said, they're still very entertaining films mm. and well done. And so I think it should be fun. Like, I, I like Tom Holland as Peter Parker. I just don't necessarily like what they did with Peter Parker too much. Although in the Far From Home, they did kind of go back to that a little bit where like, he makes his own suit and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's still sadly kind of... The night monkey? Yeah. He's, he's still kind of like <laughs> Iron Man Jr., sadly, but mm-hmm. maybe that's just, like, what the this new phase of the Marvel, you know, the MCU is going to be, is, like, he's going to be kind of the fixing everything Iron Man guy. Could be. We'll see what that... I mean, like, those guys know more about movies than I do. I'm not going to sit here and argue with them, so... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm not against it. I, th- well, I think it'd be cool. Speaking of guys that know movies, that's a good transition to the next one. Because the uh, director of John Wick is going to helm a new movie that is he describes as Die Hard meets Indiana Jones. Okay. It's two great tastes that will hopefully taste great together, right? <laughs> like chocolate <laughs> and peanut butter. That's right. So he's going to get stuck in the... John Wick gets stuck in the catacombs of the uh, Holy Grail and mm-hmm. then kills a bunch of knights to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I said that jokingly, but now that I said it out loud, I would yeah, totally watch. I, I would, I would watch, watch that movie one thousand percent. So it's a it's an action thriller called Classified. Okay. Uh, project was pitched as a cross between Die Hard and Indiana Jones. The film is set inside a secret government bunker, like the one seen at the end of Raiders and the beginning of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. The facility contains artifacts recovered during World War II that proved to be dangerous. And then some diehard-style shenanigans proceed, presumably. Oh, so it's got a little bit of, like, Hellboy mix in there, too. You mm-hmm. get, like, the like the, the weird uh, paranormal-style, like, Nazi shit. Yeah, we were trying to hide this stuff away, and right. somebody comes in to try to okay. heist it away from him. This is, uh... Like, I, I want it to be good. There, mm-hmm. There's some good ideas here. Hopefully, fucking, like... Money counting, bean counter, corporate fucks don't get a hold of this too hard and make it suck. Yeah. But the idea could be good. I could see, like, the fun in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of Hellboy, oh, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I rewatched the 
first two Hellboys. Okay. I, I I haven't watched the new one yet. The like remake. Yeah, the remake one with uh, what's his name from uh, Stranger Fred, Things. Yeah, David Harbor. Yeah, D- David Harbor, who I, I like as an actor. Yeah. I've heard that movie's not great. That's what I've heard too, but I really want to give it a chance because I think a lot of people said that weren't fans of the comics. So that's fair because I love the Hellboy comics oh, so yeah. much. They're so fucking good. But the like, have you rewatched the the two Hell, Hellboy movies lately? Not in a while. No. They hold up pretty fucking well. Oh yeah, they're still really fun movies, man. Nice. Like I like them, and like Guillermo del Toro fucking rules. Oh, like yeah. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Hell yeah. So, yeah, no, I can. I mean, I'm down for this. Yeah, and uh, he he's got quite a slate going because he did the first three. John Wick's, of course. Right. And now uh, he's got this classified. And then he's also set to helm a reboot of Highlander. What? What? And he's also directing the fourth and fifth John Wick movies. What? Hang on a second. Okay. There's going to be a remake of Highlander? Apparently. You have fucking. You have any idea how excited that makes me? I fucking love the Highlander movies. Dude, I don't know if we've ever talked about that, really. Have we never talked about I this? I don't think so. I thought I talk about it all the time, that I fucking love mm, Highlander. I don't know if I've ever even talked about Highlander fucking at all. Kurgan? I, I could have okay. sworn we've talked Highlander together before. Hmm. Maybe I might have been really drunk. It's probably not on the podcast, but I can guarantee <laughs> yeah. you, me and you have talked Highlander together before. Okay, fucking <laughs> like Christopher Lambert, like oh, yeah. Kurgan. I fucking love Highlander. Yeah, I had no idea they're fucking remaking Highlander though. Yeah, with the director of John Wick. Oh I mean. my god, that's gonna fucking blow my dick off. I'm so excited <laughs> for that. I'm gonna fucking have to wear two pairs of pants for that fucking movie. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, so yeah shit and come. Sign me up for all this guy. Yeah, everything that was in that fucking uh, article, mm-hmm. I want to watch. I'll yep. watch every fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> what a great pick, though, to do a Highlighter remake. The guy who did John Wick, who clearly yeah. knows how to fucking do action scenes. Absolutely, yeah. Fuck yes. And mythology. Like, he, you know, the mythology of John Wick is so great, too. That's yeah, part so of why yeah. the movies keep it's getting so better. Like, it's so deep, like, lore building out of nowhere. Yeah. It makes it fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I fucking love the John Wick movies so oh, much. Yeah. I finally, like, caught up on all of them. I've watched them all now. Yeah, good. I think we talked about that, maybe. I, I don't remember. I think we did, yeah. But, yeah. I, I enjoyed them all. I did laugh a little bit at how much the third one started to feel like Assassin's Creed out of nowhere. Yeah. It was, like, it was the better Assassin's Creed movie, as opposed <laughs> to the movie that was called Assassin's Creed that mm-hmm. had nothing to do with the Assa- Assassin's Creed franchise. Yeah. But, uh, fuck yeah, dude, I like all of that. I'm fucking in here. And, uh, not really a smooth transition to the next one, but our last movie topic is, uh, on the Oscar nominations, which Ooh. just came out on Monday. Okay. So, uh, Mank actually leads the, uh, nominees with having ten nominations. Really? Including for Best Picture, yeah, which is kind of surprising, because I haven't heard much buzz about it. I, I yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I've heard I that name, really like, two or three out. times. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to actually watch it, sadly. I mean, I'm a David Fincher fan, so that's, I definitely want to see yeah, it. Yeah, David Fincher is kind of the fucking man, so yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's a, it's nominated for Best Picture along with uh, seven other nominees, which is The Father, which is the uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Minari, which actually sounds really cool, too. It's a, a Korean family that moves to Arkansas and, like, like rebuilds their life. And then gets hung there. from a tree at some point <laughs> and their house gets burnt down. <laughs> uh, possibly, but yeah, it's both <clears> a really <throat> good drama. Uh, Nomadland, which is the heavy favorite so far. Right, yeah, that one's supposed to be really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Promising Young Woman, which I'm, you just talked about a few weeks ago. So. I'm a fan of that film. Yeah. I like it a lot. Sound of Metal. Which you were was, telling me about yeah, that, yeah. That was, I was on uh, Ray and I whenever we did our episode. And then uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7, which is... Kind of surprising. The fucking, like... I, like it didn't get much buzz either, but... It didn't get a lot of buzz, but I saw the cast of that, and, like, that movie has to be good, right? Yeah, I mean... Like, the fucking cast is amazing. I'm definitely excited for it. 
But yeah, so far the only one I've seen is Sound of Metal, so I definitely got some catching up to do. Yeah. April twenty fifth is going to be the uh, the ceremony where they award the the statues. So I must we'll get a little bit of time. But. I must hate talking about it because mm. I technically hate the Oscars so fucking much. I know you do <laughs> because they just. Let's be honest here. Sometimes they pick good movies. Last year they had a pretty good fucking show. They sure did. Most of their movies were pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. But that was a outlier. It definitely is. Yeah. A lot of the other times it's like. Somebody in a wheelchair with AIDS. That's what wins the movie. It's like My Left Foot meets Gattaca. <laughs> that actually does sound like an Oscar win. Yeah. Dude, you could fucking... You wouldn't even have to do anything with it. Just say it's that movie, and then you could make a bunch of film students from New York make it, and you'd probably win a fucking Oscar. Yeah. That being said, a lot of these sound really good. Yeah. For directing, uh, they got Thomas Vinterberg for another round. Which I just watched the other day, and you're going to love that one, too. Oh, yeah? So it's on Hulu. You can check it out on there, uh, anybody that's listening also. It's a Danish film. It stars Mads Mikkelsen, mm. and him and like three other of his friends, they're all teachers at like a high school. They're all kind of experiencing like a various ruts in their lives. Like midlife crisis kind of They shit, decide or? to, yeah, kind of. And they decide to, uh, over a, a dinner, one of them brings up this study that he had read. And they decide to form a pact and try to recreate the study for themselves. The study is, was like a philosopher or something, who said that human beings are routinely 0.05% away from uh, having true like equality. So if everybody was almost drunk all the time, that they would have better lives. Okay. So they make a pact to, throughout their day, during the workday, stopping at 8 p.m. every day so that they can you know, sleep well and be rested for the next day, that they would constantly have a blood alcohol level of 0.05. And they try to maintain that equilibrium throughout the day to better all their lives. This, this sounds like a biopic of me. I know. I was like, <laughs> Zach would totally sign up for this. this if he could just amazing. drink at work. <laughs> so. Dude, I fucking can't wait. I definitely want to watch this. <laughs> so it's very good, yeah. I know a lot of people don't like watching subtitles or anything, but it, it was really good. I thought it was very entertaining. I mean, like, we all watched Parasite, and that was a fucking fantastic film, yeah. so. I mean, this isn't anywhere up there on that level, but it was a very good movie. I mean, Chadwick Boseman's going to win Best Actor, right? Just yeah. because he's dead? Absolutely. Not, not that he doesn't it, deserve it. It Chadwick is also Boseman. a very good performance. I did see that movie, so. I'm not saying it's not a bad pro- Chadwick Boseman's an amazing actor, mm-hmm. but he's going to get that, like, that bonus. Super sympathy vote, that, yeah. Like, that bonus vote of being fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that he doesn't deserve it. But I think he's gonna win it just because he's dead. Yeah. Not just because he's dead, but because partly because he's dead. Yeah. I love Chadwick Boseman. He's a fucking great dude. And we got ooh, Viola I love Viola Davis and mm-hmm. anything that she ever is in. That, that woman can act mm-hmm. like a motherfucker. And apparently this movie isn't very good, but she did a very good job, which I didn't realize they did a biopic of Billy Holiday. That just came out on Netflix. Really? So I'll check it out. Okay. Yeah, Andre Day is nominated for that. Vanessa then, Kirby from Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand again for Nomadland. And then, Francis McDormand is in the Oscars like every three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. And then Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman. Woman. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Worthy nomination? I think so. Okay. Yeah. We got, oh, Sasha Bear Cohen got one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the one that's really surprising. The girl from Borat. Did you watch that one? Because I, did I didn't not. watch it. No. I, um, I loved the Borat movie. Mm hmm. I like the, like, Ali G show. Bruno, I think, is one of the funniest movies ever made. 
and then like the Borat subsequent movie film, just the trailers alone turned me off of it because it just seemed so fucking like meh about it. And I was like, uh, okay, this is like you're trying too hard to make a point. Like the whole point of the fucking Borat shit, like why it was funny. Was that you were poking, like, you know, you were, like, poking fun at shit. Mm-hmm. And, and it not, came out of nowhere, too. Yeah, like, like this not one. taking yourself seriously. Yeah. And then, like, you make this one where you're like, oh, look, everyone is anti-vaxxer like us. Look how stupid everyone else is. And you're like, okay, don't, don't try too hard. Like, yeah. it's sort of the thing that, luckily, South Park always avoided, which is that, like, when you're ultimate goal is to be a comedy and be funny you can never take yourself seriously you can have serious beliefs you can have serious themes you're trying to get to mm-hmm. but your number one fucking job is to be funny and it might be a funny movie i don't know i haven't watched it like i said but i just, just the trailers themselves were so fucking heavy-handed that i was yeah. like eh, i'm good i'll just rewatch borat again like <laughs> that's way funnier <laughs> or i'll watch bruno which i think yeah. is the funnier film Gotta be pretty wild though. It's pretty rare for a comedy to get nominated for anything. Yeah, so she, she must be pretty good in it. Unless you write a fucking super heavy-handed bullshit yeah. jack-off movie like that. <laughs> Ooh, Amanda Seyfried, she's yeah. hot. And your girl Olivia Coleman too. Oh, I love Olivia Colman. I adore that woman. Yeah, she's yeah apparently so she's powerful. she's uh, Anthony Hopkins' daughter in the father. Ooh. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah, she's way too pretty for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Emma wasn't out here to yeah. hear that. She fucking adored it. Okay, yeah. so that solves our question from earlier. Uh, Promising Young Woman is nominated for original screenplay, so it's not based on anything previous. I knew it. She wanted to argue with me. She doesn't yeah. know shit. I win. Always. And that one's like super surprising for me. So Borat is nominated for adapted screenplay. Adapted from what? Exactly. And like that couldn't have had a screenplay. Like All his stuff is all improvised, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's the whole fucking point of him, isn't it? Like The only one that had a screenplay was The Dictator, and that was the worst one. Yeah. Or I guess the Ali G movie, or what was it, Ali G in the House, or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah, yeah. which, I mean, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But, I mean, Borat and Burnout were funnier. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know that really how they got a best, best writing, though. Because they sure. had to get it in there, because it was so <laughs> fucking funny. Because that's what the uh, Academy really cares about, is comedy, as mm-hmm. we all know. Absolutely. They're always nominating the best ones. Yeah. Animated film, you got your, of course... Pixar is going to dominate that. They got oh, yeah. two different nominations. Always. Onward and Soul, which I've heard Soul is really good. So I have too. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I actually just recently watched uh, Inside Out. Oh, yeah. And that was really fucking yeah, good. So, yeah, the director of that, this is his next one, was Soul. Soul, yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep being here. Like, people keep telling me I need to watch it. Although, first, apparently, um, I need to watch Big Hero 6. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one, but Alex keeps telling me I need to watch it. Hmm. And I think it's because apparently it's like a really heavy thing about brothers in that. Okay. And they like to make me cry whenever I watch movies because they're assholes. Yeah. So. Because they made me watch that fucking bullshit Your Name movie that I cried at at the end. Oh, yeah. And I'll never watch again. Really? Fucking bullshit anime movie. Oh, okay. Because I've never heard of that. It's a beautiful love story. Is it? It's, um, it's the best way to explain it. It's essentially a body swap movie okay. where this one guy and this one girl are body swapping randomly. Whenever they like go to sleep, they wake up in the other person's body. Okay. And they can communicate with each other by text messages. And then like, so it just kind of goes through that of like them, like learning who they are and stuff like that and talking to each other. And then a really beautiful thing happens at the end that I don't want to fucking oh, okay. bring up because it'll make me cry again. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty good, so you should, guys should watch that for sure. But what was it again? Your Name. Your Name. Okay. You get a film editing nomination for Promising Young Woman also. 
How, how'd you like the edit in that? Oh, the editing's amazing. Yeah? The, well, like, the cinematography blew me away. The way that they, like, frame shit in that yeah. is really fucking good. It's okay. subtle but strong. That makes sense. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to not talk up Promising Young Woman too much to you. Okay. Because I want you to go in, like, totally empty-minded, because that's mm-hmm. how I did when I, I went into it. And I really enjoyed it, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, moving to some video game news. This one, this next one is pretty crazy. I had to, I had to show it to you. So this guy made a replica of the Nintendo Switch entirely out of paper. He's like an origami expert, apparently. <laughs> okay. You got to check this shit out. Is he the fucking serial killer from Heavy Rain? Look at that shit, dude. Jesus Christ. How the fuck? Yeah. Like the buttons and everything look like realistic. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like it's about to be painted, basically. It looks mm-hmm. like a normal Switch about to be painted. Yeah. I just, like, He's how- even got like the barcode on the top. How are people this talented? It <laughs> I always have no like, idea. blows me away. Yeah. It's like, I'm not talented in any way. Right. And you see people do this shit. Yeah, like, that's all just folded paper. Like, how do you get that good at shit? Yeah. Apparently, it has, also had detachable Joy-Cons. <laughs> <laughs> and you can take it out of the docking station. <laughs> this guy's the man. <laughs> <laughs> just buy a shit ton of these from him and put them in boxes and sell them to people. Yeah. How insane is that? This is fucking fantastic. This guy rules. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to some actual news here. Have to pour one out, I guess, for uh, your game Anthem. Did you ever try it out? Because mm. mm, it's gone now. <laughs> They're ceasing development. They were apparently going to be like remaking it, like renovating it somehow into a different kind of game, but then um, they just canceled it completely, saying that they wanted to focus more on Dragon Age and Mass Effect. No, then I'm fine with it. Okay. I have no problem with this yeah. whatsoever. And game development is hard. Decisions like these are not easy. Moving forward, we need to laser focus our efforts as a studio and strengthen the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles while continuing to provide quality updates to Star Wars The Old Republic. You can get rid of that, too. Let's be honest. I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Star Wars The Old Republic ruined all the lore of the Knights of the Old Republic, so they can oh, really? fuck themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never got a chance to play Anthem. I think okay. I have it in my library because I got it for free at some point. And then just never played it. Because <laughs> so, all I heard was people bitching about it on, online. I was like, well, I yeah. guess I don't really give that much of a fuck. And at that point, I was mad at Bioware anyway, because I had played the newest Mass Effect game. Gotcha. And I was not a fan of Andromeda. Yeah. So, well, Speaking of Mass Effect, that's part of our next news oh here. Oh my god, yes, let's talk about Mass Effect. Mass Effect Project that. has been teased by Henry Cavill. What?! He's already brought Geralt to life in Netflix as The Witcher, and he's just teased that he may be working on a project set in the Mass Effect universe. Hmm. He shared a photo of himself on Instagram with the words, secret project, or just a handful of paper with random words on it. Guess you'll have to wait and see. Happy hump day, all. Hashtag hump day, hashtag hashtag secrets. But included with the image was part of what appears to be a script, and they used focus magic to remove the blur and clear the image. That's that's Tally's name. I see it right there. That's Tally Zora. They saw words such as Cerberus... Talizor and Geth. Hmm. I can see Talizora clearly. Yeah. I'm staring yeah. right at it. Fans of the Mass Effect franchise will immediately know these are words and characters pulled from right from that beloved trilogy. Furthermore, it appears that the text cavil was shown us comes directly from Mass Effect 3's Wikipedia page. To be fair, that could just be him reading the Wikipedia page. He's a giant nerd. So. It could, yeah. Could be a hint that he may be taking on the role of Commander Shepard or another character in either a film or TV adaptation. But it's also possible he could be lending his voice to a game project or otherwise. I'd like that better. I don't I don't like the idea of doing a movie or TV series mm-hmm. on Mass Effect. Especially if you're going to have Commander Shepard in it. Yeah. I think that's a bad idea. Because we all have different Shepherds. Everybody who's played Mass Effect has a different idea of what Commander Shepard is. Right. 
Especially with just like it's almost a 50 50 split, it sounds like between femship and regular. Exactly. Or not regular, I shouldn't say that. That's male ship. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's a 50 50 split between male and female ship. And then, like, in terms of, you know, Paragon or Renegade, mm-hmm. what choices you make for other things, fucking teammates you keep alive or not, right? who you romance, it's all different. Like, I, I don't know anyone who has the exact same Mass Effect playthrough as somebody else. Right. Like, it just doesn't exist. So I don't like the idea of having Shepard be a character. That's yeah. not a good idea. So, in light of that, <clears throat> one of the best comments I saw seems like it's most likely, in my view... With the new game coming out, maybe he's just reading the script for a commercial. Like he would do like a voiceover for a commercial, like the new game that, that's coming yeah, yeah. out, you know? I would even be fine with him voicing somebody in Mass Effect. That wouldn't bother me at all. Because yeah. I mean, they're, they're trying to start a whole new trilogy from what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, and like I would love for him to, you know, voice act for a Mass Effect game. Or like even to like if you're going to do a Mass Effect movie or just like a movie or series set in the Mass Effect universe. Mm-hmm. But you have to leave the like main storyline of mass effect alone right because you just there's too many open things where you're gonna alienate so many fucking people doing it like if if i paid money to go see a mass effect movie and the main character is uh commander Shepard, and it's played by henry cavell i'm not immediately angry but then i find out that he's not gonna romance tally zor and araya vast normandy now i'm angry so you know Mm-hmm. What I do We've then. been over that. Just wanted to throw that out there for you, so you can have a little. I, I love Henry Cavill. I'm yeah. like obsessed with the man. I, I want to be him in every way. I think he's also an amazing Geralt. And this is coming from a guy who's read the Witcher books like mm. fucking four times. I've played all the games. I adore them. Right. I love the character. I think he does a fantastic job of the character. But that's different though, because Geralt is an established character before the games. Even all the games take place after the books. It's an established character, and he plays that character. And plays the character fantastically, by the way. You can't do that with, like, Shepard. You cannot make him Commander Shepard. You you can't make a Commander Shepard. It just wouldn't work. Yeah. It's, there's too many differences in how people play their games. That reminds me, though. I have been, you know, I've been getting excited for the Mass Effect coming out right. here in May. Like, I'm almost not even going to buy any more games until that comes out, because I just sort of don't care <laughs> until I can play Mass Effect again. Yeah. Maybe you can help me with this. Okay. Emma doesn't know anything about Mass Effect whatsoever, except for what me and Alex yell at her at times. Okay. I'm trying to decide, because she wants to watch it and like kind of get an idea of what the storyline is and stuff like that, because I like, talk about it all the time. It? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to decide what I should do for the first playthrough that she's going to watch. Hmm. Whether you let her make the choices or whether you do it? Not so much that, Okay. because there's certain choices I won't allow her to make anyway which are mostly choices that you decide, like how I don't know how the fuck you can ever shoot Morden. I, 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 renegade all the way, baby. You are a fucking monster. And I go renegade sometimes mm-hmm. in certain areas, like when my you fucking got, You team, gotta fully commit. I, I Both could, feet in the pool, buddy. I could never. Absolutely. Morden, how do you do that, though? Morden is such he a good character. He was about to stop the genocide. Yeah, the genophage. The genophage. Yeah, he was yeah. gonna cure it. Yeah. As well he should. It yeah. was a bad idea. He, he made a mistake. It. He, did he said it himself. He, he made did it a purpose. mistake, and he's trying to fix it. And then you shoot him right in the back. You're one of the few people he trusts in your in his whole life. That was his mistake. You sh- would you do that to me? You'd shoot me right in the fucking back. If you're trying to release, stop a release of the genophage, yeah. That's fucked, man. Fuck those Corgans. They don't need to... You saw how much damage they did. Okay, first off, it's Krogans. But... So you better get that fucking right. <laughs> Whatever. Or immediately. No. And if you keep Rex alive the whole time, the Krogans are going to be fine, because Rex is going to fucking raise him, and you get nothing to worry about. He's already dead in my playthroughs. Oh, my God. 
How? You've missed out on so many good things. That's like one of the best teams to have is just Garrus and Rex the whole time, and they just fucking they, they fuck with each other the entire time. It's oh, the yeah. best bro ship ever. It's just all broness. You just broing with your boys and you're fucking blowing up Geth and shit, yeah, having see, a great does, time. That doesn't sound fun. How does that not sound fun? It's the best. You don't need to have a great time. You're there to save the universe. You have a job to do, yeah, Zach. This is not can, a pleasure ride. I'm doing I'm still saving the fucking universe. I also usually do the Doubtful. fucking uh, the Doubtful. the uh, green ending too, where I do the fucking the uh, melding of AI and organic life. Because the only reason I ever pick that is because if you do that, you break the cycle, mm. and then the Reapers don't have to exist anymore. There's no more war between AI and organic life. Now it's done. Mm. I've brought peace, justice, democracy to my new empire. Mm-hmm. Um, Gag me. But no, coming back to what I was trying to point out here. Uh-huh. Because I'm always torn on my Mass Effect playthroughs. I, I always have two romances that I that I do. One of two. Usually it's Tally because I think she's the best. My other favorite is Liara. I adore Liara. I think she's also a great fucking romance option. Yeah. And sometimes I lead heavier towards Liara because if you romance Liara, Garrus and Tally get together. Yeah, that did happen to mine. And it's fucking beautiful to watch that. Because it's like your best friend and Tally getting it's together. It's so weird. So it's like, because when, when, when you play Male Shep, at least for me, when you play, because I've never played a Femme Shep. I'm, I'm going to have to do that at some point. Yeah. And I'm just going to romance Gary. I think that might be my next playthrough. But whenever you play a Femme Shep, like, when you play a Male Shep, and then you're romancing Tally, it's kind of fun, because then it's like, yeah, it's just like my fucking wife and my best bro are just like best friends so that's awesome for me but then i feel bad because my my best bro's not getting his dick wet hmm. so then I mean, I that's go, like real life though exactly but now i'm living in a real like but now i'm living in a world where i can change that mm-hmm. so now there's another one that i can take and then you can get your dick wet mm-hmm. so I, I can't decide on if i should do liara or a uh, tally romance for my playthrough because i am a one woman man when it comes to mass effect oh, yeah. i do not cheat Okay. I'm also one woman with a man of real life. I don't cheat in real okay. life. Okay. Well, I'm just going to throw that out real quick. <laughs> I'll edit that out. So, so just <laughs> your opinion. Uh-huh. What do you think I should go with? Because technically, Liara's love story, when you like, if you romance her through all three of them, mm-hmm. is fucking so beautiful and really cinematic is. and fantastic. Even as an evil person, it is. It's still fucking great. Yeah. And then you can't romance Tally in the first one. So, like, honestly, I usually don't romance anybody in the first one when I'm doing my uh, Tally playthroughs, which okay. are, like, 70% of them. Okay. I just don't romance, romance anybody in the first one. Yeah. Or I'll try to romance Ashley and just have her killed on Vermeer in the first one. Okay. Matter if you try to romance Liara, does does Tally not go for you in the later games? No, then? you can still go for him. And, and in okay, fact... That, that's what I think I would do. Just kind of put the, put the lines there a little bit. See, I don't want to do that, because then in the third one you have to make the choice, and I feel bad for both of them. Mm-hmm. So but I then might, Emma's making the choice. You're not. I might just do a Liara one. Because I think she'd still like the Liara one, too. Yeah. But Tally's just got so many great moments with her. She's so cute. You probably already told her about all those, though. You yeah, talk about Tally yeah, so much. I do it constantly. Yeah. yeah she's so she already knows everything about that. She's so. got a fucking... Let her experience something new. All right. I'll go with the Liara one. The, Liara's got some great ones, though, too, to she be does, honest with yeah. you. She's got an amazing love She story. won't truly love you, though, because she loves me, but that's, that's fine. But yeah. at least my fucking best friend, Garrus, is going to get some. And... I'll be dead anyway by the end of it. Well, I'm yeah. not dead. I've spread my consciousness to the rest of the world and, you know, saved the entire sentient races plus the AI races. Both. Save them both. What about the Rachni? Yep. Always you save, save them those too. too? Mm-hmm. 
They're like weird bug things. Like, it is not. I had. I. Who gives a fuck about? I them? am not going to genocide a race in a fucking acid bath because they fucked up one time a long time ago. That's not right. I stand by my fucking morals. The ends do not justify the means. If we're just going to make, I can't it, see what they would possibly contribute to the universe. They, they don't need to be there. If we're just going to make it, well, the fucking queen promises you not to fucking come back and assault anybody. Yeah, we can trust her. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you can until she gets taken over by the. Uh, reapers and then whenever you go and take out the reapers they come back anyway so you're all safe and you get like bonus points for that mm. but here's the thing i am not a believer in the ends justifying the means and if we're gonna break it down into like numbers like well i get better numbers from this if i kill them off then we're no better than the reapers so why are we fighting this war in the first place for I our stand, own survival. For our I own stand, survival. I stand for... Survival of the fittest. Survival of liberty. That's what I stand for. Liberty. Freedom. True life. Not just living by the numbers. True life. Banging you're, hot alien You're fusing chicks. with AI. That's not true life. That's awesome. What are you, are you kidding Artificial. Me? It's right in the name. Artificial. Yeah, and not then they real. fuse with us, and now we're all sentient. No, There's you're no all difference artificial. anymore. You're all we're artificial. All you're all dead. No, you're, no you're, you're, you're all half fused. dead. You're all half dead. We're, all, we're always half dead. <laughs> At least we're alive from the belt down, if you know what I'm saying. We're just all banging each other. Plus, when you go fusion, you get to have Joker and Edie get to be together. So that's fun. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Does he walk again? Yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah, because he gets fused, and so the AI can actually fix his legs. Hmm. It's kind of a little fun thing. I don't know how to transition from this. I just fucking want, I'm just to, to go I just want this fucking Mass Effect. Keep talking, I need these so. Mass Effect games to come out already. I'm fucking Next tired up. of waiting. There's a new Aliens game coming out. Nice. Aliens Fireteam will be a co-op PvE shooter. Hmm. So, right there. Me and you, buddy. We're going to take them down. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Third-person survival co-op shooter. Hugging your face this summer. This is going to be really easy. I'm going to hide in a locker the entire time. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming this summer to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, and Xbox One. Okay. Developer Cold Iron Studios revealed that their project will take place on a multi-mission story campaign, seemingly similar in structure to Left 4 Dead or Back 4 Blood. Okay. A co-founder, Craig Zinkevic, says one of the goals of Aliens Fireteam is to fulfill the Cameron-esque fantasy that we saw on screen in the 86 classic Aliens. Aliens is the best Mm -hmm. movie, so that's fair. Set in 2202, 23 years after the original Alien movie trilogy. At this point in the timeline, xenomorph outbreaks are rare, but the aliens are widely known about. Okay. The Colonial Protection Act of 2187 commissioned warships to patrol the universe and protect colonists from xenomorph outbreaks. You play a new soldier above the, aboard the USS Endeavor, and you end up orbiting Katanga after a distress call. Ooh. There are over 20 total enemy types, including 11 unique types of xenomorph, ranging from facehuggers to praetorians and synthetics, and uh, each campaign has new enemies to fight. One of them being a xenomorph hive. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> you can choose from one of five unique classes. A gunner, demolisher, technician, doc, and recon. And you'll be able to customize your colonial marine with unlockable cosmetics. Okay. Challenge cards are optional mutators that will alter the gameplay in order to encourage replayability. One card might require headshots in order to do any damage at all. Ooh. Meanwhile, higher difficulty levels introduce things like friendly fire, yes. deadlier acid spray from the xenomorphs, and scarcer resources. Okay. Oh, dude, we're definitely going to be playing this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I can Check out some of the images here, buddy. It looks pretty cool. I hope there's oh. a... Oh, fuck, fuck that. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, we'll be playing this like a motherfucker. I can guarantee you that. Oh, look at... Don't fucking go back. Look at the xenomorphs running through the fucking... Oh, yeah, look at that shit. That. 
dude. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're going to be playing the dick off this game. Absolutely. I hope there's a mini game for mm-hmm. like loading screens where you put your hand on the top of somebody else's hand and you play the knife game. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, oh, oh. Yeah. I mean, fucking Bill Paxson like a motherfucker <laughs> in here. And another one that I know we're absolutely going to be playing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's we Revenge. Played, we already played that together. What are you talking about? Yeah, this is Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> oh, shit. Four-player co-op side-scrolling brawler developed by members of the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the mm. game team. That was a fun game. It was. It's mm-hmm. a really good game. Inspired by games like 99991's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, and uh, it's going to be classic pixelated art style with shell-shocking new abilities built on a foundation of classic brawling mechanics. Hell yeah. You get to go through a tour of iconic TMNT locations such as the New York City sewers and Dimension X to thwart Bebop, Rocksteady, Krang, and Shredder. Dude, oh, we're definitely going to be playing that. Now, what are we going to be playing, though? We can't play two games at once. Uh, Or can we? We'll do like every 20 minutes we'll switch over. rotate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to buy like an Xbox One. Yeah. That way we both have both consoles. There you go. And then just like for 20 minutes we'll play it on one console and we'll switch the other consoles and play the other one. Dude, we're going to have to get new jobs. We're going to get fucking fired. Because we're going to sp- stay up to like fucking 5 a.m. playing this motherfucker. Oh, uh, yeah. That looks fantastic. Absolutely. I'm going to be Mikey. Who are you going to be? Donatello. you be Donatello? Yeah. I'm Mikey because I'm a party dude. Yeah. I just love the bow staff. I think it's one of the greatest That's weapons. fair. Yeah. I mean, you do do machines, too, if that makes sense. I do, yeah. Something I listened to on Game Scoop, mm-hmm. the IGN podcast, yeah, yeah. where they went over this announcement. I thought I recognized that voice. The dude singing the new updated theme song? Mm-hmm. Mike Patton from Faith No More. Oh, that... You can hear it Yes, now. I can definitely hear it now. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yes, that's yeah. awesome. He's Fuck releasing yeah. it as a single and like, the proceeds are going to some charity or something. I was like, that's perfect. You know what else he was in? He was mm-hmm. in a series of games as well. Was he really? Did you ever play The Darkness? No, I haven't. Yeah, there's like I think there was three of them all together. Okay. It's actually a pretty fun game. Really? Right. At least I liked it. But uh, he voices the darkness, which is like the the demon that takes over your body and shit like that and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. It was, yeah, it was like, I think it was originally an Xbox 360 game. Okay. They had two or three of them. And the whole thing is like, you're like the son of like a mobster and stuff like that. But it was a fun little game where it was like a first person shooter. And you're like like an enforcer for the mob and shit like that. And then you get in like this like shootout with the cops and you die. And this like power of demonic energy shit called the darkness takes over your body and you're like a vessel for that now too while also trying to like do your thing nice. and you get like there's like weird powers like you have like tendrils you can go like as long as the light's not on you can like stealth kill people with these darkness tendrils and fucking bite their hearts out and shit like that Sick. it's badass yeah. but yeah fucking Patton is the voice of the darkness in it okay. it's fucking oh, yeah. it's okay. fucking cool yeah there he is yeah apparently based on a comic book series from Top Cat. That's right. Yeah, I never. Okay, so there was a sequel. So there's only two of them. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. there's only two of them. But uh, I never got to read the comics. Hmm. But uh, I always liked the games. They were really fucking cool. Yeah, it sounds pretty neat. I'll have to check and see if it's on uh, uh, backwards compatibility. I can almost guarantee that. I, I bet you it is. It yeah. was like the like one of the like launch titles for the fucking 360. I think. Nice. Uh, last bit of video game news. It's just pretty bonkers. And. It's been well established here that we're both big Mario Kart fans. Obviously. So there's a new uh, speedrunning trick that people are coming up with to kind of challenge themselves. Okay. And uh, I want to see what your thoughts are on this. So the new speedrunning speed craze is called Blue Yourself. So the, the object is to try to get yourself 
to hit yourself with a blue shell within the quickest amount of time. Oh, oh, that's awesome. So to achieve the task, you acquire a bunch of boost items. You strategically hang back so your odds of getting a blue shell are high. Then you boost ahead quickly and blue yourself with the blue shell that you just fired. Okay. I was going to say, to like for everybody who hasn't played Mario Kart, you have to be in like last place to get the, the blue shell or like one of the last two places. Pretty like much, that. yeah. And then the blue shell goes for the first place for the first place uh, driver mm-hmm. so that is fucking cool yeah 40 seconds or less yeah. wow that is way faster than i expected yeah yeah this might have just set the new record in skillos managed to sneak under with a decent chunk of extra time clocking in at 37.89 seconds with baby peach wow yeah i never would have even even thought of trying this i, didn't I don't know, know if i'm like, even that good <laughs> i wasn't even aware if it was like possible yeah or not. exactly we we're like playing like mario kart 64 mm-hmm. or like uh the what was the one that was on GameCube? Uh, Double Dash. Yeah, Double Dash. I remember like playing with my little brother, and then like hearing him get a blue shell. Yeah. And then I would just fucking jam the brakes and wait for it to go by, and then start <laughs> driving again. <laughs> yeah, here we can watch somebody's run real quick if you want to see. Okay, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see it. That's fucking genius. Wow. He like fucking throws it as he's about to cross the line too. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great. <laughs> God, who comes up with this shit? Man? I, no I don't idea. have that much time. What do these guys do for a living? I don't have this time. <laughs> I can barely fucking get a once a week recording of my podcast because I suck at shit. <laughs> How these motherfuckers come up with like, yeah, let's see if we can blue ourselves on mm-hmm. fucking Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, I need a new job. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to finish with a little animation news today. Hooray. Batman and the Court of Owls is now coming to the DC Animated Universe. I am surprised it took this long. Yeah. Batman The Adventures Continue, which is apparently like a, a rebooted version of the Batman animated series. I see Deity's name in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm good. And uh, season two reunites the entire creative team of Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, artist Ty Templeton, and colorist Monica Kubina. Nice. The first series apparently added former Robin Jason Todd into Batman the Animated Series. Continuity. I'm, fucking, I'm way behind on this. I gotta go find this motherfucker. Shit. The sequel here, season two, is gonna focus on a more recent edition of Batman's Rogues Gallery, The Court of Owls. I gotta fucking... I gotta so, go find this shit, Tom. Yeah. That's some of your favorite animation. I have this app. Why am I not watching this? I'm a fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the official DC description, if you want to read through it. Gotham City is changing. After Mayor Hill is killed by a mysterious assailant, Batman finds himself tracking down an ancient order that's long been buried under the streets of Gotham, the Court of Owls. But what does this group have to gain from the death of Mayor Hill? And how can Deadman help the Dark Knight? Will the clues lead Batman to an ancient Gotham City legend? Mm-hmm. It's really good. If you haven't read the Court of Owls, it's fucking fantastic. Okay. So yeah, first introduced in 2011... Uh, the storyline was later loosely adapted for the 2015 animated film Batman vs. Robin. Hmm. And the group is also featuring in the upcoming video game Gotham Knights. Yep. Which I did just see today. I didn't grab the article, but it got delayed to next year. They said they need more time to polish it. Which, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You take all take the time you time. need. Yep. You're going to get my money regardless. Absolutely. Just, yeah, just fix it up. Well, I think that's our episode. If you want to go ahead and throw yeah, us I on think that that's it. Yeah, I don't think we have any questions or anything because we had such a fucking long time off really sorry about the long times off there guys we uh we had some shit going down you know how it goes we're gonna do our best to fucking get back into the normal swing of things so we appreciate you guys uh hanging on there with us uh just know that we're doing our best (laughs) i I did my best (laughs) (laughs) fucking andy coffin bullshit 
Kaufman. Just to throw it out there, we're going to have some uh, special episodes coming up here soon. We have some special episodes dropping? We do, yeah. Uh, Our friend Kevin Strange has another uh, Indiegogo going for the Cockhammer Lives comic book. Excellent. So we'll be looking for a special interview there, of course. We really appreciate you guys sticking with us while we're going through all this. You are all the best. Sorry we don't have any questions for you. Like I said, it's been about fucking a month and a half since we recorded, so it's going to be hard to have questions. Know that we are going to start recording more often, so get back into it start throwing us some fucking questions and everything else and we really appreciate you guys uh let's see other than that again like i said thanks for sticking with us guys we're gonna get a lot more um regular on this i appreciate you guys' patience it was all my fault i was going through some shit it's not all your fault a little I'm, bit on me too i'm doing a lot better so we're we're gonna do fine okay and uh as always make sure to follow us the show on uh twitter there it is uh at the A to Z show on Twitter. It's the number two, A to Z. We also both have our, our Twitters. Uh, we got Andrew over there. He's at big guy ACV. That's me. On Twitter. Follow him. He just retweets a bunch of shit, but uh, it's nice to have him on there. Yep. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Melch Knows Best, M E L C H Knows Best, Knows with a K. I usually just uh, do a bunch of memes and bullshit and yell about things. So it's like the podcast, but always on your phone. Congratulations. Uh, We also have uh, an email. If you have, uh, again, like I was saying, if you're doing anything creative, you have some kind of project, you got an Indiegogo, whatever the hell you're doing, you're you're trying to raise some money for some cool shit. Or if you want to send us some questions, comments, concerns, fucking manifestos, recipes, give me your top ten of whatever. I will fucking read it on the air. I do not give a shit. I just want content and attention. That's all I care about. Okay. But you can email us a2zshow.ask at gmail.com. Give us a nice review on whatever app it is you're using to uh, cast the pods. And uh, stick around. We're going to have a lot more fun shit for you, man. The fucking so. the A to Z era is restarting. Hell yeah. The rise of the king. Here we come, son. Ain't stopping us now. Love you all. We'll see you next time. We won't actually see them, though. That's fair. <laughs>